Welcome to this episode of Circle of Trades. I'm Todd Studer in studio today. Travis Waldstein, Air Surf Heating and Air Conditioning in Council Bluffs. Is this a uh, kind of a transition period for you as we start to get close to fall and uh, the hot days are getting less frequent, but we're not into the cold days yet? It can kind of lull people into a false sense of security with their HVAC, can it? Mm, yeah, this time of year it's a little bit... Uh... It's weird because usually by this time we've had most of the hot weather, you've got 80s, whatever, but, you know, we're talking another heat spell here, you know, starting tomorrow through the entire first week of September. So, uh, you know, usually on Labor Day it rains, but no one's going to be hot as blazes this Labor Day. So well, it's because the Clay County Fair is coming up, too. Well, that's I mean, true. It, every single year it, 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 it was blistering hot. Hey, listen, it's going to be hot one day, it's going to sleet one day. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe snow, and there'll probably be rain one day at the Clay County Fair. And all my friends up in Northwest Iowa know exactly what I'm talking <laughs> about. We used to go every year, and always seemed to be the hottest day when we'd go, and it'd be in September. You're like, what is this all about? Well, you know, you got to go up and get your Tom Thumb Donuts, you, yeah. you know, and then you got to go hit the, you know, my aunt, my wife's uncle worked for the worked at the cattle producers, te- you know, shed, so I had to go do that. Of course, I had to go look at all the green machinery, you know. I oh, mean, yeah. we, we don't care, you know, Wallsteins don't care about this red stuff, you know. That, that, that's like football teams that wear red. We just don't pay attention to it. <laughs> we go walking through the whatever building the home show was in and gather as much free stuff as we could. Which, by the way, we took a group uh, to the Nebraska State Fair last uh, week. Oh, yeah. And uh, everybody was coming home with a bag full of free stuff, just like any other fair. A yardstick sticking out a you know, bags. It's, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know what it is with yardsticks, but everybody seems to think they have to get one. Well, you know, everybody's got a kid that they have to beat. Oh, yes. I, wait a minute. Oh, uh, no, no. It's not, it's not beat. What store would he use? Uh, <laughs> That's not it. Keep in line. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are we going to talk about today? Well, Travis? you know what? I think, you know, I, I want to give you guys a little bit of kudos today. Um, you know, the radio state with uh, Bluffs Radio here. Counts Plus, obviously, um, you know, you started, you guys started in February, mm-hmm. and you guys got a lot of stuff going on, um, you know, between your sports stuff, the morning show, um, you know, different things going on in the community, and uh, we're sitting in our business group meeting this morning, and of course, this, Candace had to leave, she had a meeting, so she missed, so she missed the promo, so I'm, I'm going to give you your kudos here, okay. so, uh, um, you know, really happy, I mean, lots of support about, especially with the football stuff. Kind of what's going on in town with the state with with the station because the other median that's in town that is the local newspaper is not exactly keeping up with the times. Uh, um, you know, last Friday night you guys had uh, your first football games. Um, you know, and I and I know your, yourself. You 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 were you were up at St. Albert's. So, yeah, I was doing the St. Albert game. Uh, sorry, Donnie, I love you, but yeah, that was a tough game. And then uh, you know, Kevin Kevin White, you know, was out down at LC, and yeah, he he kind of got he kind of got the better end of the stick that particular. As night. as far as quality of games go, meaning that uh, how easy is it to broadcast? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Kevin, I I explained to him afterwards. I said you can't think that every game is going to be this way. Oh no. Where it is just tooth and nail and all the way down to the end and every single play. I wasn't at that game, no. but I could tell what was happening that it was just from the very beginning all the way through that was a tough 
football game for both teams involved. Mm-hmm. And that was one, obviously, you know, you've uh, put your kids through uh, at, at Lewis Central. Yeah, and but I've been, been on both sides of that score, too. Right, been on know. both sides of that score. But it, it was one of those games where you just – you almost hate to see anybody lose because yeah. it was – it was both teams pouring their hearts out into it. Well, you know, two things. Number one, you know, you guys did a great job. I mean, early in the game, you could tell it's first time on the radio jitters. But as the game got going and they got involved with it, I mean, the, the, the radio – you know, between Kevin doing the play-by-play and your color guy, you know, got a be- lot better. I mean, the se- if you compared the second half versus the first half, you'd be like, okay, you know, they kind of got in this group. It was really good. It was a couple seconds behind, but it wasn't that far behind, you know. Really? So you could, yeah. I mean, well, because this was on the internet, so yeah, this yeah. was being streamed, so yeah. it was really that close. It was really that close, like a couple seconds, which was pretty cool, but uh, I mean, no, you guys did a great, really nice job, you know, job with that um, as, fu- as far as that setup is concerned and uh you know i i just you guys gotta commend for what you know for for what you're trying to do to reach out i think it's uh, nothing but a positive uh for what you guys are doing and uh you know i would just encourage bluffs country and you know i know boomers you know also a part of that over on the wrong side of the river but uh <laughs> yeah so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, Pat Combs. You know, you know, it is what it is. So, uh, uh, but no, you guys should be uh, congratulated for what you do. Um, uh, you know, I know you guys will be doing Good Neighbor Day. I think here next yeah. week. So, um, I'm going to be in tomorrow to talk about the Hawkeyes a little bit. And- That's I'm I'm looking forward to this. That yeah. uh, we're starting a new feature now. As this as this podcast is released, this would have already uh, we've already had a couple of times out. However. Um, we're going to be, uh, uh, Travis is coming in to uh, join us to talk Hawkeye football on the air live, yeah. all together, different ball game yeah, can't, than can't, doing podcasting. Can't, can't be dropping any F-bombs over. I would appreciate it if you didn't because <laughs> I, I like my job and I don't need the fine from the FCC. No, neither do I. So, uh. But uh, no, so I mean, just from different stuff, and you guys are doing what a kickoff party on Saturday up at the mile, mile away, mile away. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. We're going to the banquet uh, room, and uh, we're going to be we're giving away four tickets to the uh, next game. And again, as this as this uh, is released, it will have already happened. But we're hoping that that's not going to be the only one. We're looking for more places to be able to do this. And uh, with being a Hawkeye affiliate, we get a certain amount of tickets allocated to us for football games. So. Mm-hmm. What better way to do that than to give them away to listeners? Oh, a- absolutely. Well, you know, like I said, I know of several bars this time too. Uh, Charles and his his wife took over that. It's I don't know if it's been quite a year yet. It's been about a year. They've got they've got a great business, yeah. and, and I'm gonna tell you, um, we went up to Midget Wrestling a couple years ago. Great experience, for, except for the guy from Missouri Valley decided to sucker punch me. You know, you I, got a sucker punch there? Oh yeah, with a can of beer right in the face, and I looked back and laughed at the guy. So uh, yeah, Chris from Missouri Valley, I said, yeah, I know who you are. So uh, I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> so, but uh, oh yeah, but no, I mean they, they run a great business, and uh, uh, their food's excellent. Um, yes, it is a mile away. Yeah, I, I get it, but uh, um, great place, good atmosphere. Um, and obviously I've seen the last few times up there, the bar has been pretty full, but, uh, food is great, but there's several establishments here in town that, uh, you know, doing business. I mean, we're doing, uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm also part of the Nebraska Hawks nest, which, uh, we talk Iowa football shocker. I know, uh, and we're actually doing something down at the dock during football season. We're actually going to do a Thursday night 
mm-hmm. podcast from like six to seven. So we're wanting to invite people to come down to that. And we're, you know, tonight happens to be that Nebraska is playing Minnesota. So, you know, Nebraska's already had to highlight to their season after the volleyball game last night. So <laughs> I've already called it out, Nebraska fans. You can hate me if you want, but. Uh, well, you can do have to give a little bit of credit to what they pulled off there because that set a world record for a women's sporting event. Oh. And it, uh, I'm, curious and because the court the volleyball court was all on one side of memorial stadium mm-hmm. so the people that were all the way on the other side at the top could you see a thing well you had to have binoculars but you know it is pretty cool hey congratulations to the volleyball team i mean listen i i'm not a big nebraska fan but i'm not gonna knock the volleyball team and what i've seen locally between club volleyball high school volleyball and just what john cook and his organization have done for volleyball in this part of the country. I, I don't think anybody can take away from, you know, the success that they've had. And so that deal last night, was not only cool for, you know, women's sports, it's cool for volleyball. You know, I know on October 15th, I was going to try to do the same thing over at Kinnick uh, for the women's right. basketball team. Now, Kinnick only holds right at 70,000 people. So you're not going to get 93,000, 92,000 people in that stadium not unless you really jam the field full with seats yeah and even then i don't think you can get i don't think you can get there but i have a feeling that's going to be an extremely well attended uh, and uh, probably will set a record for an iowa sporting event oh absolutely because with you know with the team that the women's basketball team that i was putting out there and uh, uh, caitlin's one of the biggest draws in the country mm-hmm. in any sport right now yeah it'll It'll be packed. I think I, last time I heard it was right around 40000 and the tickets have been out for a week. It's 10 bucks. All the money goes to Children's Hospital of Iowa. I don't know what they did at Nebraska, but I'm guessing it probably went to – I didn't hear what Nebraska said, but it was a cool deal that they did. And obviously you can see the, – the part that really kind of I, I liked um, um, for, uh, you know, Nebraska is John Cook. You know, he – obviously made a point, you know, not only to thank Nebraska fans, you know, but he referenced Creighton and I think some of the other clubs and stuff throughout. So I think he understands how important that was. And there was teams that had matches and stuff that postponed their stuff last night. So they could go down to that deal down in Lincoln. That's pretty, I mean, no matter who you root for that, that is pretty cool. Um, you know, that, that they, you know, that they did it and, you know, we'll see what the year brings for them. But, you know, I mean, I'd have a hard time betting against Nebraska getting to the final four and then, you know, we'll you see what happens in, you know, in volleyball. So, I mean, it's, can't, can't argue about that kind of success. Well, Husker fans were very, very hungry to see a team get a win in Memorial Stadium. <laughs> and they got it last night. That's right. Yeah. It's a football team at 0 and 6. There you go. So, so um, but no, you know, I was at the Iowa, been a, uh, Iowa Oklahoma State wrestling deal in 2015. That they played Oklahoma or they played Minnesota that night. So having been through that, I had time for wrestling is like forty three thousand people. I mean, it's still the record for you know wrestling. Um, you know, it's pretty impressive. I mean, that was pretty impressive. What Nebraska did last night with volleyball, totally different level. I mean, I ha- I have to give my hats off to them. So um, doesn't mean I'm gonna be wearing red anytime soon. But you know, it, it, it is what it is. But congratulations to them. But uh, so. Um, yeah, so you're, we're going to talk about something today. So, uh, yeah, actually related besides football. Because besides we know, football. Because we know I could talk football all day. I love football. Um, you know, uh, we're going to talk about the money aspect of it. So 
got a, I, I, I call him a friend of mine who, uh, his name is, his name's Dave and no, he's not related to David Lee Roth. So kind of looks like David Lee Roth sometimes. Based on the shirts that he wears, I'm not convinced he's not related. To okay. Yeah. So, uh, but he's named Dave. He's a financial advisor here in Council Bluffs and you know, his company is not a big proponent of podcasts. So he's not able to be here today in person, but we're going to try to have him here in spirit. And, uh, we've had a couple conversations about, um, financial literacy and kind of what it, uh, what's in, you know, what, you know, when you're looking at college versus, uh, the military and trade school and, uh, he's recently had a, a child that uh, graduated from high school and, um, you know, he was talking about that, you know, he actually tried to, he, I want to say he tried talking about college because it didn't make a whole lot of sense. Part of that initial discussion was, you know, what does the kid want to do? You know, and so, you know, what a lot of conventional wisdom is, is if you don't know what to do, a lot of parents say, well, go to Iowa Western for two And nothing against Iowa Western when I say that, but that's kind of their deal. And it's like, so kid doesn't want to do, he's 18, so you're going to send him to college for two years and put him in debt when he doesn't know what he wants to do and for what. Yeah, that is a, that's a common thing, and, and I've heard that many times, that uh, you can figure out what you want to do once you get to college. It's a really expensive place to, to uh, figure yeah, that out. Yeah, figure that out. I was like, I got to go to school and spend money to figure that out. So, you know, that, you know, so that was the kind of the first thing, you know, um, you know, we talked military a little bit, you know, and I've got some firsthand experience with myself and two of my sons being in the military, you know, I've got to listen, I got a son who went to Iowa. So that's, that's got a degree. So I can kind of speak from, you know, the military, the college, and then, you know, my, my son Hayden, that works for me now, you know, he went, you know, he went the, uh, um, you know, I mean, he, we, he went the trade route, but he was doing that as far, far, as far as the military goes. But, uh, so, you know, what he took a look at, um, and, and I'll just kind of run through this, Todd, and, 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 and we got to read his chicken scratch. So I apologize. So we talk about, you know, average starting salary, you know, um, you know, coming, you know, as far as college goes. And so basically what he had figured, for an average four-year degree coming out of college is $66,000 a year. And, you know, one of his thought processes is, you know, if you take a look at money that you're going to be making, you should put 10% of everything away into investment, retirement, whatever you want to do. So the numbers he came up with, and I think these numbers are probably low, but the, he says the average college debt over four years is $34,500 in college debt. So if you're looking at going the college route. Um, so if you're looking at paying on that four, so let's say with interest, it ends up being about, um, you know, um, 5% interest, you know, um, and you end up with 40K in debt, you know, you're going to end up over 10 years, uh, $51,400 you know, as far, as far as interest. So if you, and the, and you're going to have to pay that, you're going to have to pay that debt off. So, you know, paying up 50,000. So, you know, you're not going to come out and make $66,000 the first year. And then, uh, um, you know, and pay, pay off your entire college bill, unless you got, uh, um, 
I don't want to say sugar daddy. I don't know. I don't know if that's the right way to put it. You know, unless you got somebody that's got money just laying around for you, which ninety percent of us don't have that. Problem. Yeah, that number's higher than that. Yeah, I mean, that's it. Ninety nine point five somewhere in there. Yeah, so there's uh, a few. I could yeah. name a few, but uh, not that I'm bitter. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So you know, take a look. You know, so take a look. But in that time when you're going to college and you're not working, how the heck are you going to put money away? You know, I mean, you just aren't. You're you're borrowing money, so, um, so basically, you know, is you know, so if you look at the college perspective, um, you know, you're you're looking at you know at minimum, you know, at figuring your college debt in about twenty six thousand dollars in revenue. So now we take a look at the military. Now, with the military, you just use an E one, you know, that's just private, fresh out of boot camp. Um, salary based on down. This doesn't figure like room and board or anything like that because the military gives that to you. Uh, but basically, you're going to make twenty five grand a year. So and and basically, so if you figure if you're saving ten percent over four years, that's twenty five hundred bucks a year, ten thousand dollars. So and with a five percent growth rate over that ten years, you know what it comes up to be. Um, you can end up with, uh, let's see, 2010, you can, you can end up with about, um, you know, um, 25, uh, 12 to $15,000 in the bank as far as retirement investment. Plus you're making, plus you're making a $30,000 a year salary. So instead of being 20, so the minimum being 26,000 whole, and I would argue that that first year, you're going to be whatever you have for college debt. And the whole plus, Plus, you're able to build on top of that. So um, then he started looking at the trades. You know, he said the average trades person, and I think this number is probably pretty close on the trades, um, to where, you know, first year, second year premise at this point is probably making about $46,000 a year. Um, now, it, it, you know, I'm not talking journeyman level. I'm talking apprentice level. So if you're making $46,000 a year, you know, you're able to put, you know, 10% over, you know, 10% over four years, you know, that's going to put you, you know, that, that's going to put you about, uh, uh, about $18,000 is what you're going to, you know, be able to put away over that four years, assuming your salary doesn't move, as we both know. So not only will you be earning, you know, that forty-six to $48,000, but over that, but over that four years, you know, you could have 15, you know, you could have 15 to $20,000 in the bank no debt. Same thing with the military, no debt. And if you want to go to school, you have the GI bill to pay, you know, you have the GI bill. There's other better veteran benefits to it. Now is the military and trade school for everybody? No, it, it, it's not, but it just, one of the things is if you take a look at money and, and how it grows, you know, if you're paying off college debt, it's kind of hard to invest money, even if you have the degree, unless you're a doctor or lawyer. But if you're a doctor or lawyer, your 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 average debt is not thirty four thousand dollars. You could probably put a one, maybe a two, in front of that number as far as your your average debt before you pay it off. You could work for ten to twenty years to pay off your college debt. Oh yeah, I know I know many who have. Yeah, and I think that's the norm. You know, and where, you know, you'll make a better salary potentially, but, uh, you know, then especially with the military, um, but, you know, you're going to have to pay off that debt before you can start accumulating 
wealth. And that's before buying a house or doing any of this other stuff. Well, you know, even with the military, even as an E1, E2, E3, you know, I'm, I have one son that put between fifteen and $20,000 away when he was, you know, in, in the Marine Corps. Um, I didn't do, I didn't do that much, you know, when I was in. I was, I was one of these dumb kids that went and spent my money on beer and girls and, you know, I was in the military. I wasn't very smart when it came out, but my sons are a lot better than I am. But, you know, if you're even able to save, you know, let's say if you're able to put $15,000 ahead plus the training it is, you know, the whole thing is you're not accumulating debt while you're going, you know, when you go through that process, the most you create cash value. And listen, if, if you start investing 18 years old, putting 10% in, you know, and you can get to 40 years old, but you have to put 30% in, the chances of you catching up dollar-wise with putting in that 30% is not realistic unless the stock market, you could just dump everything you got in when you're looking long-term savings, retirement, money for future, whatever. So, um, you know, and the same thing with the trades, you know, a lot of your trades with the apprenticeships now, apprenticeships aren't costing kids anything. I mean, we're paying you to come to work, to go to school, and, uh, you know, to learn a skill or craft. And I'd say the same thing with the military. A lot of times you're going in to learn a skill, you're going in to learn a craft, um, you know, and you're getting paid to do it. Plus, you look at the trades have a major shortage in people. Frankly, the military has a major shortage in people right now. Um, the last fiscal year, they just said September 3rd, the only four of the branches, I guess I'd say five if you count the Coast Guard, that made their quota as far as people getting in was the Marine Corps. The Marine Corps has half, half, half the enlistments that the other branches do. So there are job openings or job opportunities if you want to get out and see the world and learn a skill, but not put yourself 10, 10, ten to hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt, you know. And so, you know, when we, t- you know, so, you know, this comes down to the, the financial wise of it. And I'm not going to pretend to be a financial expert and I'm not going to pretend to know every job, but I think you ha- also have to understand um, there's a lot of income potential, you know, with, with the trades, I can tell you right now, there's trades people that are making well over a hundred thousand dollars a year in what we do now. Um, you know, military, you know, and, and you could do that for long term. military. I don't know that there you know, is an enlisted, you're making anywhere close to that money, maybe as an officer in the military, if you choose to make that a career, but, uh, um, you know, that's not all bad too. And if nothing else, you use as a kickstart to maybe do something that you want to do. Um, you know, college is great. Don't get me wrong. Cause there's some things you have to go to college for. I mean, if you're going to be a doctor or a nurse or an accountant, you probably need to go to some sort of formal schooling at this point. But when you're taking a look and you got someone that's 18, 19 years old, trying to figure out what to do, what they're going to do. I don't understand how just telling them to go to college for a year or two makes any sense. Not when you're just trying to figure it out. That doesn't seem to be the place to do it. I think that there's a lot of other opportunities to try to learn about what it is that maybe you want to do. Yeah, you know, I, I would say job shatter and go talk to someone that you maybe potentially want to look at doing. I, I, I just, 
and it's nothing against the college, but you know how if you look at a college every year, I don't care if it's Iowa Western or Buena Vista, Iowa State, Iowa, Nebraska, Metro, whoever you're looking at. Look at how many students are probably on that campus in in August, and then you go back and you look in January, how many students have either fell off. Not, or some have graduated, but how many students have fell off or given up? And you look at that money that's being wasted out there, you know, you know, and for what? It, you know, and so are we doing our kids a favor by telling them to go to college and figure this stuff out? My opinion, if you don't know what the heck you want to do, I'd say that'd probably be the last place I'd want to send my right. children. The, the, the economic numbers are just not good. You're not going to tax yourself into prosperity. You're not going to borrow yourself into prosperity. And, and I think that has to be a perspective that you look at from a young person's perspective. And you think, well, geez, I'm 18, 19 years old now. What does this mean? Well, guess what? Someday you're going to be 40, 50 years old. And life's a heck of a lot better. If you got a quarter million dollars or half million dollars in the bank or in an investment firm, then being flat broke and having not a lot to show for it. And and let's be honest, not everybody turns fifty and becomes, you know, it becomes independently wealthy. It does not happen like that. It's 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 not only working hard, but it's also working smart and understanding how money works, how investment works. Um, there there's a lot involved with it, but uh, you know. You you could you could ta- you you could spend yourself into the poorhouse, but it makes a whole lot more sense to maybe a little bit more strategic in trying to find out what you want to do versus, hey, go to college and figure it out. I I just you know I don't think that we do a very good job in teaching young people the financial end of it and and how the finances work inside and out. I didn't, even going back to when I was in school, it wasn't something we talked about. Yeah, we had an economics class, but it was never correlated into personal finances and how do you manage your own personal finances and live within a budget and understand that if, okay, so if I'm short of money, here are some things that I can do in order to generate more money, such as some of the things you were talking about. We don't do a good job with that. Oh, we yeah. do it. We do a terrible job. It is, it's as a society. I'm not going to explain to psychologists. It's a society. Yeah. If kids, if I say kids and adults, if you don't understand how money works, and you know what it takes to make a dollar, I, I talk about this with my business. Um, you know, when I joined my franchise in 2009, we went down to Waco, Texas for a week. By the way, the water is horrible in Waco, Texas, <laughs> and I don't care if I ever go back. And I'm not a fan of Baylor. Um, um, but, you know, they ta- they had us put this pricing together, okay? So we had to figure out our, what our labor was going to charge and then our material, and they are going to put this out and, and, and put out this pricing. And it's like, okay, so so how do we know if we're making any money or not? Well, you just have to look at it in a couple months. You have to make an adjustment. And, you know, the, it was kind of what I consider fired by the seat of my pants. Now, I'm not the smartest or the sharpest crayon in the jet in the, in the box, but I'm not the, not the most dull either. I had to go out and learn, you know. You can, you know, you can put all kinds of projections out there and do whatever, but at the end of the day, you have to understand what in your business or what in your life helps you to make a dollar. And it's different for everybody. 
It's different for me versus another HVAC contractor. It's different for me versus you on the personal side. You know, what kind of stuff do you have versus I have wants, needs, all that stuff. But you have to be able to understand what it's going to take to be able to maintain a lifestyle or a business and understanding what it takes to make a dollar. Um, I went through a real good class in 2013, 2014 by a guy by the name of Wayne Atkins. He's known as the HVC business doctor. Had my worst year ever, was having a lot of issues, went through the program. Um, and I, there was a lot of stuff that I thought I knew after sitting through his class. I learned a lot better. Probably the best money I've ever spent my entire life from a business perspective. But you could take some of the learnings from a business perspective and into a personal perspective and understand what it takes to make a dollar for not only for a company, but in your personal, you know, in your personal life, because you have to figure for, you know, cost of goods, you have to figure for labor, for material in your home. Hey, what's the rent? What's the grocery bill? What's our gas bill? You know, that kind of stuff as far as your, you know, and Hey, I got to make X number of dollar a month to maintain the lifestyle here. And if I want to grow to here, this is what I do. It's not taught in school. It's not taught in most places in life. And if you don't understand it, then it's hard to make. It's hard It's hard to make yourself better. And the ones that understand that, figure it out. And they figure it out. But it's, like I said, it's not something that's easily being taught. You know, and it's too bad because, you know, you know, if you understood the economics part of it, you might make different decisions than what you did. You know, I'll use it. You went to school for English. Great, got a four-year degree. What's an English degree going to get you? $40,000 a year job. Year one apprentice. No education. $40,000 a year job. Mm-hmm. Happens all the time. But they have the degree, which is great, and I'm not knocking a degree. But, you know, the economics of it might make you go, does, is, does this make sense? Does this get me to my end game? I think also that I was preached to all the time that having a degree means that you have some security. No, you don't. No. No, you don't. It's Trust me, you can get downsized out of anything. Having a tangible skill mm-hmm. is security. Yeah. Because if you can have a working knowledge of an HVAC system or a working knowledge of how to build a retaining wall – you always have something that you can fall back on then. Exactly. You know, and that happens in the, in the corporate world. Um, there's a friend of mine, actually, his name's Brian. I won't mention his last name. And, yeah, he's a Husker fan too, but I, I like Brian. Um, he was in the corporate world. He worked uh, for TS Bank and he worked for First National Bank. He worked in the corporate world. And, he, you know, that's how he met his wife, decided he hated it, got into construction, in the construction business, his dad had, or his family, he'd been involved with it between family and friends growing up. And, you know, it's stressful, but he's enjoying the heck out of life a heck of a lot more than he was working in the corporate world. Not a lot of what he had to do to go to school to get his degree. He's working with his hands and, and his head now. Probably could have done all that without going to school. Of course, he worked for 10 years before he jumped off and, and into doing that. And so, but, you know, it's uh, unfortunately there's been a lot of people that have learned them life lessons. You know they kind of go, well, gee, if I'd had to do it over, I'd have done this. But at the same time, sometimes you have to learn the lessons the hard way. 
usually in our society, you know, you don't just wake up one day and say, this is the greatest idea and it works. Usually you got to get kicked in the head a couple of times before you turn. I always have. Yeah. yeah. I've, I've, I've said it many times and I think I've even said it on this podcast that there's nothing in this life that I've learned that pain wasn't involved of some sort. Uh, you're, you know. you're a Falcons fan. We, 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 lots you, of pain. You, you've lived about the ultimate of pain when it comes to sports. <laughs> we won't even talk about your personal life, but yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, by the way, well, I don't know if he, I don't, he, he's single. I don't know if he's looking, but you know, he, he's single right now, you know, as far as I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he is on radio, but he doesn't have a face for radio. Unlike me, I definitely have a face for radio. I want to throw that out there. So you're, you're a sweet man, Travis, wow. but uh, I think this is great information. And I think that, uh, the, the financial end of it, you know, when you start to crunch the numbers, it makes sense that you got to give it a consideration. Yeah. I would encourage anybody that has a question about because I'm not going to pretend to be a financial expert. I've just got some numbers that, uh, you know, were shared with me by somebody who understands, you know, them numbers better than I do. You know, there's nothing wrong with going to when the high schools have these after high school meetings and they talk about, you know, different options or whatever. I don't think there's anything wrong with going to them. But I would almost tell you to sit down and maybe go talk to your you know, a financial consultant or somebody that you or your family might trust when making that decision and take a look at it from a financial perspective, you know. And, and then the other part is listening to, your, you know, your young adult. You know, if you're if you're 40-something and think your kidney is going to listen to your young adult and see what they want or, you know, what they're wanting to do. You know, I mean, it's, you know, it's great if you put 30000 or $40,000 away for a 529 savings plan to go to college or whatever. But, you know, if Johnny wants to go get dirty in the trades or if he's going to military, wants to go do something that's not involved with that, you know, I, I think the financial part of it has to be a discussion. And if it's not, you're not doing yourself a favor or a service. And, uh, you know, just because I love something, you know, doesn't mean that my kid's going to love something. I mean, my son Harley damn near went to Nebraska, and I told him he was going to have to go over to the Mesas for four years when he came home because I wasn't <laughs> right. And I, I said, I don't know if I could have that. Of course, I'm half teasing when I say that, but I tell you what, that had been a painful experience for me, but you know what? We would have got through it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how you'd have got through it, but uh, I, I know. Uh, yeah, no. He, 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 found, he found his way. So. <laughs> Travis Waldstein, AirServe Heating and Air Conditioning. Uh, the podcast is Circle of Trade. Thanks for the great information today, and uh, go Hawks. Go Hawks. <laughs> Back again next week with another episode. Until then, take care. <laughs>